Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast for Better America with Frank. The midterms are upon us. Well, they've passed now, but um, it's uh, it's the Monday after the midterms. Um, we've got some results in. It appears Democrats will, in fact, keep the Senate. And with a runoff in Georgia, they might potentially have a 51-49 majority in the uh, Senate. And that has some advantages, which shall be discussed later. And then the House, as of Monday, uh, well, Monday afternoon, Monday evening. Well, at some point on Monday, Republicans have 1,212 seats and Democrats have 204 seats. Um, need Each party would need 218 to win the... Uh, majority Republicans need six, Democrats need fourteen more seats. Um, that would be impossible out of nineteen races to call. So at this point, it does appear the Republicans might, in fact, um, take the House, and the Democrats will, in fact, take the Senate. So we would have a divided government. And um, while that might lead some to some gridlock in our overall system. I think it's also a good message to be sent to the Republicans in terms of everyone expected Democrats to lose not only the Senate by a couple of um, seats, but to be crushing the House. And Republicans will end up winning the House, give and take not more than three seats. I would be surprised if it was more than one. Um, There's some probability that democrats could win the house but um in the real world which is what we where we are um they're probably not going to win the house um this is interesting because what we see is why how can democrats maintain the senate and keep the house so close if inflation was as bad as it was. Gas prices were, in fact, very high at some point this year. Rent did, in fact, go by, um, through the roof out after the pandemic. And there is some, you know, the challenges, the war in Ukraine, so the global um, supply chain was also an issue. And a lot of these things were fixing themselves out. So, you know, gas was coming down a little bit. Um, rent continued to go up, but some groceries costs began to come down. Um, supply chain issue is still pretty much about the same but slightly better. But sometimes, something that I, I hope the Republican leadership can at least keep in mind, because um, the purpose of this podcast is to talk about, is to you know reflect on the elections and why we had the outcomes that we had, and something the Democrats did stand for. This is a part of the platform, and um, some of these things they did pass, and some of them they have not. But we know what a platform is. There, there is a platform put forward. And part of the platform has, has always been, you know, um, protect workers' rights. So the Biden administration was very good in making sure that they were in favor of Amazon and some of the labor union movement that Amazon have had over the last few years. Same with um, Star- Starbucks. Um, just one more place. but um, And also the, ra- the, the, the railroad um, workers' potential strike. So usually I would say honor someone like Ida Clinton or even Reagan – and definitely on a Bush, um, we could say that the government would have been very favorable to rule in favor of the corporations and make it harder for people to unionize. The Biden administration did not necessarily go out of their way to help unions, but it did also, as the arbitrary between the organizations and the workers, they did not get in the way. 
and interfere with that. So we saw that over the last two years of this presidency. Um, so maybe they're able to pass a law that moved the minimum wage, but through its administrative abilities, they were also not able to, they were also not standing in the way of workers' rights. Um, but here's something that is on the Democratic platform that I think people kept in mind as they were casting their votes. Majority of the people on the Democratic side, both in the House and the Senate, are for raising the minimum wage. We know this. They are for cutting prescription drug prices, which they have passed law through um, the Reconciliation, um, a.k.a. the Inflation Reduction Act, to cut these prescription drug prices. They have acted, like I said, you know, limit monopoly and competition. Usually, um, listen to a lot of people that are you know, in the space, whether it's the All In podcast or um, auto, you know, so all, you know, investor side, more big business, favorable type groups. Um, when they talk about mergers and acquisition, acquisitions, they always highlight that some companies are not as quick to merge, even if there's good reasons to, because they're afraid the administration might step in, step in to prevent the merger from happening. So, Although there's been no law to prevent marriage and acquisition and no one has brought back the Glass-Steagall Act, which I think should be brought back into law, um, there was some hesitation to monopolize the whole industry because there's some understanding that the Biden administration might not be in favor of it. So Dems are definitely in favor of like limiting monopoly and increasing competition. There was a few administration um, executive orders passed. They allow people to work on their electronic devices that companies were monopolizing. And um, those um, farmers usually get a lot of their stuff from John Deere. And John Deere made it to where it was very hard for farmers to work on their own farm equipment, which just kept it's just a monopoly in a way and just kind of very anti American and entrepreneurial and, and hot businesses. But the Biden administration was able to step in and act in those areas. Um. So the child tax credit, which was only around for about a year, but it went away. Um. But Democrats stand for that. Like a lot of Democrats want to bring that back, and holding the Senate gives them opportunity to bring that back. Losing the House will make it harder, but that's what they stand for, and that actually helped a lot of people. I know some colleagues who were very pleased that it was helping out their family, and then they were also kind of sad when it went away. And some people that are working, they have a job, they're working hard, but you know, a little help along the way does help if we're going to give corporations trillions and tax cuts and benefits and write-off and contracts yeah, it doesn't hurt to give you know <laughs> the average american family to the phone dollars um a, a month to, to help out in 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 the households um hr1 which is um the, the the voting rights bill that failed in the senate they passed the house um democrats stand for that it's a part of their platform they've always stood for that it failed in the senate um, codifying Roe v. Wade, um, Democrats are like all in on that, and this is just stood for that. Um, and immigration reform is something the Democrats are more eager to walk towards. Um, some immigration reform bill, farm workers, um, TPS protection, and um, Dreamer bill passed. The House did not pass the Senate, unfortunately, under um, also Democratic leadership, but you can see that. Um, Democrats seem to stand for more of these things. And um, it's not just about talking about the border and crime and blaming every single problem with um, addiction 
blaming it on the border as a way to just, you know, in a way, not walk on the issue, which is what I feel like it's happening whenever you hear border crisis and, and stuff like that. It's also a way to make the, the, the border situation so, so toxic that you cannot move forward immigration reform, which, again, you, you need both. You need to do immigration reform and you need to um, continue to increase security at the border and things of that nature. But Democrats, at least they're, they're walking towards something. And um, increasing domestic competition, there are a few laws that help with that. The CHIPS Act was definitely one of them, helping to bring innovation and bring resources to different communities across America. Um, I did talk about this bill in the previous episode, and I probably will do more in the future, like bills this month or something. That way we can talk about bills that were passed, because I do like stuff like that. But I, I did um, did that in a What Happened This Month episode, um, whether last month or the month before that. And I talk about the CHIPS Act, the PACT Act. Um, the PACT Act was designed to help veterans um, that got canceled from bomb pits in Iraq and auto on wars we have fought. And John Stewart fought for that. So the, the Democrats definitely, um, in two years, I, I saw more and more bills passed, honestly, um, um, than Obama passed in, in four years. And Grant said he had a lot of you know, roadblocks um, than this current administration has. And then under Trump, the way Mitch McConnell always operated was he doesn't like passing stuff, so it was good to to take the the power away from Mitch McConnell when it comes to passing bills and moving America forward. So um, the Democrats stood for something, and on the Republican platform, while there was a lot of attack on Democrats about inflation and and crime and and the border crisis, there was never really a, a platform on what to do for the society. So. Are Republicans in favor of increasing minimum wage? The answer is pretty much no. Are Republicans in favor of reducing prescription drug prices? The answer is for a good amount of them, pretty much no, but not for all of them. Um, are Republicans in favor of limiting monopolies and increasing competition? The answer is pretty much no. Um, so would Republicans codify Roe v. Wade into law? The answer is also no to that. So I, I, I think without getting lost into what happened in this election cycle is we, we have to understand that people can see who is trying to work for them. And although everything that the Democrats did in the two years is not everything that will change America, it's two years to pass six key legislation. And the historical standard has always been pretty much since FDR, who I think was the only one that was able to do a lot and a few guys in between here and there, maybe Clinton, um, the president gets two good bills in his first term. Um, somehow, you know, Biden sneaks in for and, and does something on the executive action side or within the people he appoints in different um, leadership positions, whether it's the SEC or um, the DOJ, and, and it was able to move the nation in a positive direction. And, and I think, but by and large, independents and, and moderates and definitely Democrats could see those things. And and I hope it's something the Republicans can take note of because um, cutting taxes for the rich is not the only way to help the economy, right? Um, talking about inflation and China without putting bills forward is not is not how you you fix crime or inflation or competition with China. Passing the PACT Act, which had 
bipartisan support in the Senate, which was good. But again, it was like, I think um, maybe about 15 to 17 Republicans voted for it. So there was 30 Republicans that voted against the PACT Act, which was a direct, um, which was a direct, that's not, not a PACT Act, I believe it's the uh, CHIP the, the, the um, CHIP Act. So Republicans voting against the, the, the CHIP Act by, you know, double digits shows, like, yes, they talk about China, but they don't have a full 100% commitment to compete against against um China. And and people could see that by and large. Democrats are trying to work for us. They've passed these bills. It may not have taken in, in, into effect, you know, the... the um. The bill on on um, infrastructure for, for from last year has not, you know, fully gone into the the, the, the economies and size that it should. But I think with some of these problems we might have now with unemployment increasing in in, in, in the corporate space, you know, due to companies ch- chopping off workers and stuff like that to keep their profits margin, um, with some of these bills that have passed, I think it might help wage some of that storm. I, I know. The administration was not predicting any kind of economic collapse or economic shrinking when they passed these bills. That's that's basically federal spending to you know to to build bridges and roads and and um, electricity across the United States and you know fix lead pipes and things of that nature. But with unemployment increasing and some of the corporate side and all of this spending going into effect in 2023 and 2024, it might actually stave some of that. But by and large, Democrats had had a platform. Um, they had things they stood for. They had things that had passed into law. And by and large, the Republican leadership did not. I've talked to some Republicans. They have good ideas, but it looks like the leadership don't care about what the people want on the Republican side. So they deserve to lose the Senate. Uh, they should have lost the House, but it was, you know, Democrats would have won more in New York, but... Um, they, they got overly ambitious with the gerrymandering there, so it, it definitely cost them some seats in New York. Some key legislation Democrats passed that I believe um definitely helped them. You got the Veterans um Pact Act, you got the Infrastructure Deal, you got the Inflation Reduction Act, which does have some some rules that strengthen the EPA to regulate some of the um, climate issues that the Supreme Court struck, struck down this summer. We had the um, CHIP Act. And I, I think a lot of these things definitely just, just helped Democrats in general in, in the election. And what, what I would hope Republican leadership, especially Kevin McCarthy and others in the House, they don't fucking listen to my podcast, but um, <laughs> would be not to, not to be um, a stumbling block throughout the next two years because that actually might hurt them in 2024. I think people are happy to see the nation move forward, but move forward even if it's slow. And if there's room for a bipartisan um, effort, whether it's, you know, what's still left, you know, increase the minimum wage, um, immigration reform, um, healthcare costs, you know, maybe fighting against, make making sure healthcare is very transparent. Um, maybe doing some investigations on why college is so expensive. So if this sensitive administration has that, by and large, Republicans and Democrats want to see it fixed, it will be in the best interest of the House leadership, which I think will go to Republican to definitely walk together with the administration. Um, some things that, that 
definitely um, happen in the state side, which is very, very good. Um, and since why, why elections are good, because a lot of the things that happened on the state side was not the the legislative body that put this together, but rather some of this was done through referendum. So it, it allows the population to speak through that. And I think in the ideal, you know, democracy, I think we should do more referendums and see how it goes because then we'll actually find out that what the people want is different from what the politicians want. And sometimes politicians are in the way of helping the people that, is, that they are elected in a representative democracy to elect. And this, that's basically what, what we're... Um, some abortion measures that went through, um, Kentucky did not give its... <laughs> its it's legislative body to the power, so I'll do um it's abortion. Um, Michigan codified abortion rights into its its state constitution. Into um um California also enshrined um abortion into its constitution, pretty much like was already a pro-abortion state, but now it's inside its it's inside its constitution and just gave so much power to um to the people, the population over there. Um, regardless of abortion stands and state by state or federal, I, I think it's important to note that you don't necessarily have to be pro-abortion to be a pro-life to understand that you can, you know, if you're like a pro-government not heavily interfering in people's lives, then, you know, like, even if you're pro-life, it's like, well, do we really want the government over interfering and that's 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 just something what you know dancing with um michigan voted to expand voting rights connecticut voted to expand early voting um a, ref- a uh, referendum in boston passed that says um when someone make over a million dollars every dollar made over that one million dollars four percent will be taxed and that will use to fund this public education and transportation Nevada increases minimum wage from nine dollars an hour to twelve dollars an hour down here in the south in Georgia. For some reason, it's still seven twenty-five. Although we know Atlanta and its surrounding areas is one of the most expensive places to live in the south, so we should probably put something on our ballot at some point because minimum wage here has to go up in the state. Um, Nebraska increases its minimum wage to fifteen dollars an hour, and for context, Nebraska is not expensive as Georgia to live in. Uh, the population is not as much. And the housing cost is not insane as it is currently in Georgia and especially in the city and within an hour or two of the city. So um, there is that. Um, legalizing spot betting in tribal lands failed in California, as it should. Oregon established a right to health care. So that is like everyone has a right to health care. Health care should be affordable. So it definitely gives the government a little bit more power to create a system, which might end up leading to a single payer in Oregon in the long run. But this is just establishing that right, and there'll be a lot that will need to be done after that. Um, California would have had something similar, but um, the bill was pulled and never voted on because um, a lot of companies definitely lobbied to kill the California healthcare bill from earlier this year, which would have definitely been good for for Californians. Um, ballot measures on marijuana. Arizona voter ID requirement, which was a way to expand voter restriction, pretty much failed because the people basically said no. So not even the legislators. Um, I can still recreational marijuana um, referend- um, referendum pretty much failed. 
um, Maryland passed for recreational marijuana. Missouri, which is pretty much a conservative state, passed um, a measure for recreational marijuana to be legal. North Dakota and South Dakota, that, that same measure failed. Um, Iowa felt the need to pass the state constitutional right to be arms, although that's already right in America. Um, Illinois guaranteed right to collective bargaining. What, what, what this pretty much means is that there's a lot of right to work states, which is basically just corporations making it harder for people to have rights when it comes to working. You could be fired at will. Um, you could. Um, there's not a lot of recompense where you could go back and make a case to to um, unlawful termination. It basically just emboldens um, the businesses. But what Illinois did was basically pretty much made sure that that actually cannot happen. Like Illinois cannot be a, a right to work state. It's, it's it's rich in union history, so it makes sense that that that, that measure would pass over there. And um, some states did curtail involuntary servitude, and um, that is the part of the Tetan Amendment that allowed for people to um, lose their rights once they have been incarcerated, um, which is kind of stupid because we are like almost two hundred years from that that time frame, or hundred plus years, and it's still not changed. Um, states that amend the um, use of prison labor and amend the state's constitution to basically limit this. Um, Alabama, which is you know, very surprising. Um, Oregon and uh, Tennessee and Vermont. Um, what what this does is um, I've always been critical of Alabama without realizing that both Vermont and Oregon had this still in their state constitution. But this is good because I've always said the the, the the um population to prison pipeline there is some relationship between that and prison and um the prison industrial complex so it it it, it increases the incarceration of our population especially you know african-american people and and poor people because if you could use the prison label there's just like a a, a unwritten code or incentive to get people into the prison system if they're going to be suppliers of labor. Um, and I think getting rid of this, especially in a state like Alabama, which has one of the higher incarceration rates in the United States and prison population, um, it's it's good to get rid of this involuntary savvy, which is the most un-American thing. And some states, they have this in their books. Um, overall, just want to reflect on this um, election cycle. It was an interesting cycle. I think it was a better cycle than anyone thought. Um, apparently, the, the president, um, no, well, not the president, the previous guy, Donald Trump, is going to announce for his presidency at some point. Um, I don't know why. The guy should just be done with. Um, it's not that good. It was very divisive. Upon his whole Trumpism idiocy, didn't even pass any bill, passed the tax cuts for rich people, one, and you know, the first step, which was useful, but it was like a very limited criminal justice reform bill that would have been way better if, if he wasn't at the helm and if Mitch McConnell was not the majority leader at the time. So um, he could announce. We'll see what happens with with his announcements and stuff. He's probably not, not going to win, but I'm not in the, you know, election business. The question is, is Trump going to make America a better place? Is Trump going to make America a better society? Is, or is he going to be a dividing voice? Or is he going to be analysis that pits us against each other and very 
ineffective get any real legislation passed. And that matters. Um, overall, in this midterm, Dems did good even in the Midwest, like Wisconsin and Michigan and Pennsylvania and Nevada and Arizona. And they improved a little bit in some states that no one expected. And um, I think Republicans should be careful to not be a roadblock in the future. Um, there's some criticism that Mitch McConnell helped Democrats pass some of the bills, like you know the infrastructure bill and the the gun legislation that passed LA this year. But I think if he had stood in the way, um, Democrats would have got more seats in the Senate because we need to move forward. The nation likes moving forward and doing things to help us as a society to grow. And uh, this was an interesting election cycle. Um, it's fun to talk about it. It was just fun to observe it. I was just up a lot of nights just hearing, listening, reading. And it was fun. And I like that. But with this outcome, can Kevin McCarthy resist the temptation to be like Paul Ryan and John Boehner who refused to work with a Democratic president and also Mitch McConnell. Um, and every single one of these people have lost their majority. And they're, they're, and can Nancy Pelosi resist the urge to, when there was a good bill that has passed the Senate, it's come to the House, and Kevin McCarthy might need 10 20 Democrat votes because there's 10, 20 Republicans that will not vote for it. Can she have the tact to get those bills through and not be like, you in a minority and I want you to lose in two years, so I'm not going to help you? Because neither of those things are good for the society. Um, But yeah, this was awesome. It was an interesting election cycle. I'm happy to have witnessed this. Hope we'll pass some more bills and do some more stuff for our society. And thank you for listening. Peace.